What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Pest Control Internet Marketing Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Andy Patel, CEO of K3 Marketing, a Google premier partner where we have been perfecting the art of pest control internet marketing since 2005. All right, guys, it is 2021. Happy New Year. I hope your businesses have kicked off with a great start. I hope you guys had a chance and an opportunity to work on a lot of your internet marketing strategies for your pest or wildlife control company. All right, before I start, I wanted to give you guys some good news. The PCIM podcast is now on Facebook and Instagram. So if you are on either platform, you can simply search for PCIM podcast and you'll find me. So just uh, launched it in the beginning of the year. Not many posts as of now, but as the month progresses, as the year progresses, I'm going to be putting some tips and tricks on there and things like that. And you guys can also message me on there as well. So you don't necessarily have to just email me. All right. So PCIM podcast on Facebook and Instagram. All right. Let's jump right in to the question. The question I have this month is from a Fernandez from New York, the state of New York. And he asks, I hear you mention Google Premier Partners a lot. What is that and how do agencies with this status differ from others? So yeah, I do talk about Google Premier Partners. It's in my intro. When I'm talking to potential clients, I really do mention the Google Premier Partners program that we're a part of. So what I'm going to do here actually is I'm going to go to Google's official uh, support article and explain what Google says. So you should note that Google just changed its partner, I guess, requirements in 2021. There's a lot of changes going on. So as of 2021, essentially, there are two partners statuses that you can achieve with Google. So there's a basically a standard Google partner. And to become a Google partner, you have to have, a, I believe, a 70% optimization score in all of your accounts, at least 70% or above. And then here's the spend information or requirements you have to meet a 90-day ad spend requirement of 20,000 US dollars across all of your managed accounts to show that your company has a healthy amount of activity. So basically, Google wants to see that, hey, if you're having managing client one and client two and client three, uh, altogether, they should be spending around $20,000 a quarter. And that just shows that, you know, you're serious about Google ads and, and people trust you with their money. So that's the Google partnership. Also, you have to, I believe, 50% of your eligible users have to have a certification. So let's say, for example, there are 10 people on, on your team, then at least five of them should have uh, a certification from Google. So that's how you become a Google partner. And quite frankly, there are many partners out there. To become a Google Premier Partner, I'll just read what Google says here. To be eligible for the Premier Partner status in 2021, companies will need to earn a new partner badge. The Google Partners program will then grant Premier status to the top 3% of participating companies each calendar year. So basically, Google's just going to pick out of all the partners, 3% of those companies to become a, a premium partner, a premier partner. We select premier Google partners based on a number of factors, including but not limited to annual ad spend across managed accounts, client growth, client retention, and other information. So that's basically 
what Google has said on their article. You can simply search Google Premier Partner versus Partners, something like that in, in Google, and you can probably find this article. Or if you want to message me, I can send you a link to the article. I know in before 2021, so last year, to become a Google Partner, I believe you had to have, sorry, a Google Premier Partner, I believe you had to show at least a quarter of a million dollars every quarter. <laughs> so essentially a million dollars a year in ad spend to become a, a Premier Partner. So I'm not sure what the details are now. So yeah, that's basically what it means. Essentially, a Google Premier Partner just has a lot of history. They've shown proven results, great retention, professional uh, service. And also Google gives you, provides you with reps. And they're not dedicated reps, but you know there are reps for agencies. And I've typically found that a Premier Partner has a lot more success and quality with their Google reps. All right, let's jump right into our topic this month. What we're gonna talk about is internet marketing setup for success. So it's the new year. There are many of you who are looking to really make sure that 2021 is a great year. Some of you are looking to start a pest control company or a wildlife control company. So I would say this, podcast episode is really for, you know, people who are beginners in marketing or internet marketing or just business as, as a whole. But if, even if you've had a company for many years, you know, I think you'll still find value from this episode. So again, we're only going to be talking about internet marketing setup for success. Okay. So not just overall, not overall marketing or how to run your business, but simply how you can be set up on the web or just you know, in cyberspace to be successful in internet marketing. So the first thing we're going to talk about is creating some sort of branding document or style guide. So what does this mean? I like to always start here. Okay. Let's assume you just started a pest control company. It's called, I don't know, Andy's Pest Control. And, you know, you don't, you have a logo, you got a logo made. Cool. Right. But what about all your other assets, your email signature, your trucks, your signage, the emails that you send out? If you create a very simple, okay, there, there are many marketing firms that spend charge thousands of dollars to create a, a branding document. You don't need to go that route, okay? Just Google branding document example or style guide example. And you just need some simple things like what's your logo? You know, is there a horizontal version of your logo? Is it a square version of, of your logo? What about the inverse of that logo? What, what does it look like on a white background versus a black background? Okay. What are the colors that you use? You know, maybe you can pick two or three main colors that complement each other. Uh, which fonts do you use? You know, many, how many websites have you seen that just have random fonts, same size, different sizes, different styles and everything, right? Pick one or two fonts and stick to it. You know, what's the layout? What's the kind of overall message and theme and the pictures that you choose? So once you've laid this out, anything you create moving forward, anything on the web or even, you know, stationary should always follow this style guide. So you'll kind of build a brand and sort of a relatable brand that people can kind of, you know, trigger in people's minds. That, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's Andy's pest control. It'll take time to get there, obviously, but you want to get that done right. And if you haven't done that already, then I suggest, you know, you take the time to get that done. All right. So once you've finalized your branding document and you're happy with that, Obviously, you have to have a website, okay? And a lot, I, I come across a lot of business owners who don't understand what, you know, where to get a website or essentially what is a domain, what is hosting, what is email. So let me kind of explain how that works. 
your domain is your www.something.com or .net or whatever you have. Okay, that's your domain. So you have to register your domain through a domain registrar. Let's just assume that you're going through GoDaddy for the sake of this podcast. So you can register a domain. Now, a domain is typically $8, $7 a year. You know, it's not super expensive. <clears throat> and you can also pay for 5, 10 years in advance for your domain. Now, hosting is usually a monthly fee. It's a little bit more. I, or you can pay for it yearly, of course, but I think GoDaddy charges, don't quote me on this, but I think they charge around $50, $60 a month for standard hosting. So hosting is literally a machine sitting somewhere on earth that hosts your files of your website. So when someone types in www.andyspestcontrol.com, the browser pings that server and the server sends it back uh, to the screen. Okay. So it's literally a machine that has to stay on 24 seven. So that's why it costs a little bit more for hosting. So you got your domain, you got your hosting, and then you need to get email, okay? Don't send people or send invoices from an AOL or a Yahoo or a Gmail, you know, have info billing at, info at, questions at, or whatever at your domain, okay? So domain, hosting, and email. Typically you wanna just get it in one location. GoDaddy is a good option, but there are tons and tons of options out there. Another thing you can get with GoDaddy or whoever your hosting provider is an SSL certificate, okay? This is very important because majority of users use Google Chrome as their browser, okay? If you go through any analytics, typically Google Chrome is the most used browser. And Google Chrome actually on the address bar will notify a user if a website is not secure. It will say not secure, sometimes it's red. And it really gives the wrong impression to your visitors. So you wanna make sure you have an SSL certificate. So essentially an SSL certificate, it's, it stands for secure sockets layer, but essentially what it is, it allows for authentication, encryption, and decryption of data sent over the internet, okay? so. Back in the day, years ago, you used to just only really, it was only required to have an SSL certificate if you know accepted credit card transactions online and things like that. But now Google, if you don't have it, Google will notify the user. So it's always good to get that. I believe it's typically around 70 or $80 a year for an SSL certificate. So you wanna make sure you have all that, domain, hosting, email, and the SSL certificate, especially if you're running paid ads. You know, you wanna make sure that, you know, when someone clicks and they, let's say they, they see that sign, that not secure sign, and they're probably gonna click back, you know? So you already lost money on that click. So it's very important. Okay, website, okay? Website is pretty easy to understand. You know, I'm all about conversion factors on websites. So it should load fast, it should have a phone number, nice and large, it should have a quick quote form above the fold. You should flex your reviews above the fold. You should maybe have a chat feature if you can. All these are, are the most important to me. You know, typically when it comes to pest control and wildlife control, most people, most users don't read the content, okay? They wanna see reviews and things like that, but you know, they have a bug problem. They don't wanna sit there and read what you have to say. So as long as you get the information over professionally and quickly, that's the most important when it comes to websites. I like building websites in WordPress, uh, the main websites, because it's pretty simple, easy to use, easy to change out. Also, it's good for SEO. Okay, search engine optimization. And that's kind of another thing you wanna do as well. Get someone to really do your keyword density and make sure your site loads fast and your meta tags and things like that as on-page optimization is crucial. SEO for a local pest control company should not cost you hundreds of dollars a month, 
Okay. You should just be doing it one time and then letting it roll over organically through reviews, through blogs and things like that. It's easy to update, like I mentioned. And then blogs. I touched on that. Very great tip is to add blogs. You know, people do read blogs or blogs really help your SEO efforts. So posting a blog, I guess once or twice a month, ideally twice a month would be ideal. Okay. A Facebook page and an Instagram page. And if you can, if you have the resources, get a YouTube channel. Okay. I know this is a lot, but if you can get all three of those and post regularly, that's really going to help, you know, really pushing content on their hashtags, being consistent. And this all kind of plays a role in the whole marketing or internet marketing ecosystem, because what you post on YouTube, you can run as ads and vice versa. So you can, and you know, Facebook, you can run ads as well. So you kind of, kind of use all this content together as people are researching, you can follow them around through remarketing, retargeting, and having these social platforms is crucial for you want to list your company on Google, my business. Okay. That's pretty easy to do. You just go into Google, my business, sign up, put in your website, phone number, you know, the services you offer hours of operation photos and things like that. And then also there are a lot of third party free listings that you can be posting on like Yelp, I believe Angie's list, home advisor. You know, if you want to pay for their paid subscription, they're going to obviously try to get you on that. Personally, I'm not a big fan. Yelp is not too bad. You know, if you know what you're doing, because Yelp is more of a algorithm where you have to kind of set it up properly. Whereas for example, home advisor just sells leads to multiple people. I'm not a big fan, but essentially a free listing on all of these can't hurt. Okay. Make sure that your phone number and your the name of your business and your address is identical everywhere. That does make a difference with your organic rankings. All right, next we're gonna talk about reviews. All right, reviews is tough, right? You want, you got a job to do, right? you got a business to run. You know, it's hard to make sure you get reviews consistently. So have a program to get reviews, you know, maybe have someone in your office, call or email everyone who's, you know, whose jobs, whose job you've closed in the last week asking for a review. There are third-party tools out there. I think one of them is called BirdEye. One that I really like is called Review Buzz. I believe they're the best in the business. They're also kind of expensive, but they got an awesome tool where they can kind of automatically connect to your CRM and then send an email to everyone asking for reviews. And they have internal incentive programs. So the person in your, on your team who gets the most reviews, you know, can win something. So they got all that kind of stuff. It's a pretty cool tool, Review Buzz. All right, a couple more points I have here. One is Google Ads and Facebook Ads. Now, these work extremely well. This is the primary focus of my business. So let's say, for example, you run Facebook Ads. Okay, you know, you do Facebook retargeting or you're running Facebook Ads or whatnot. You know, majority of people don't just click on the ad and, and call you. Majority of people actually go to your page. So that's why having a social media presence is important. If you're running Google ads and you can run display, you can use YouTube. Again, people will go to your channel. You want to make sure you have actual videos. So content is king here, but running the ads effectively is something you want to make sure you have. And the last point I have here, the last tip I have here for internet marketing setup for success is email marketing. Okay. How many customers call you or potential customers call you, but you don't close the deal or whatnot? You know, it could be for reoccurring pest control, essentially someone who's potentially interested in your services either now or in the future. You know, perhaps if you could capture their information, at least their email address, name and email address, then you can email them consistently. A tool that I like to use is called MailChimp. That's my favorite, but there are tons and tons of email marketing systems out there. So 
you can email potential customers. Um, you can send them your, you know, your latest reviews, some offers, just wishing them happy holidays, whatever you want to do. So email marketing works well as well. All right. So to recap, branding document. I explained the website, all the different parts, the domain, hosting, email, SSL certificate. Okay, your website, ideally WordPress. If not, that's fine, but make sure you do some on-page SEO, you know, twice a month blogs. Make sure you have a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and a YouTube channel, and post regularly. List your company on Google My Business, and also free listings such as Yelp, Angie's List, Home Advisor, etc. And focus on your reviews, you try to use a third-party tool if you feel like you're not going to be on top of it. Reviews make a huge difference. You know, it really helps people in terms of your potential customers, you know, building trust and calling you and closing the sale. Also, it helps your organic rankings, you know, more social signals, more review signals going back to your website. It, it only helps. Google ads, Facebook ads, if you need help, obviously I'm here. But if not, there are tons of tools out there online to help you make sure you have a successful campaign. And email marketing. All right, that was kind of a lot, but I hope it really helped. If you're not doing any of these, please jump on it. It's really a nice overall marketing ecosystem structure built for success. As always, I'm Andy. You can email me on pcimpodcast.com with any questions, or now you can message me on Facebook and Instagram at PCIMpodcast. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you guys next time. Thanks a lot.